0: Hey, everyone, you're listening to Ankur Variku on Voice with Variku. On this podcast, I talk to you about entrepreneurship, how to grow in life, manage personal finances, handle failures, and a lot more things that just come to my mind. The episode begins. In this podcast episode, I wanted to share with you five life decisions that I took over the last two decades that have shaped my life meaningfully. But I share these decisions with you not because they worked out for me and now I stand here as a survivor saying, oh, look how these decisions worked out and how I knew that they would work out. But there was something about these decisions that ties all of them together, which was the main message that I wanted to convey to all of you through this episode. So I'll go through these decisions and then towards the end, I'll tell you how all of these decisions come together in the message. The first one and the really big one was at the age of 24, deciding to drop out of my PhD program. I had gone to the US for my PhD. It was something that I wanted to do for the longest time that I knew myself. I was studying to become a space scientist. Physics was all that I loved. I was really good at it. But over time, I realized that I was just good at it. I wasn't happy doing it. It was something that came naturally to me. I was good at physics, so I was scoring well. And because I was scoring well and because there was success attached to it, I falsely believed it to be about my happiness as well. But only when I dissociated what I was good at with what made me happy did I realize that dropping out of my PhD was the right thing for me to do because... Physics was something that I was good at, but it didn't make me happy anymore. And at that point of time, it sounded like a crazy decision, because this is exactly what I wanted in life. I was on a full scholarship, 100% scholarship in the US, in a really good university, doing really well for myself. And if you were to think about this objectively, someone would have to be out of their mind to consider dropping out of this PhD, because they were like, let's just go ahead with it. Forget all this... Short term, I'm not happy doing it and so on. But something in me told me, no, I have to drop out and I have to figure out what is it that I want to do in my life that would make me happy. And when I dropped out of that program or decided to drop out of my program, I was still in the US. And I could have very well gone on to do other things in the US, taken a transfer to some other university, some other course. But I actually decided to come back to India, which was decision number two. And coming back to India was also extremely crazy at that point of time this is 2004 i'm talking about at that point of time no one came back to india we went outside of the country and we just settled there that's that's how nris became and it was a great place to be america is a wonderful country it's it's very welcoming and everything was going as per plan everything that i expected from the country was being delivered and yet i thought that there was just so much happening in india that i didn't want to miss out on i felt that the growth and everything that I had to offer would come together. And plus it was home. So I just wanted to to be home and be with everyone that I knew, my parents, my girlfriend back then, my friends. And I just felt that the right decision for me at that point of time, irrespective of how it pans out for me, would be to come back to India. I then went through multiple hoops and I went to business school. I became a management consultant And I was doing really well in management consulting. I was thoroughly enjoying my time. I was getting to work with super smart people on super complex problems, sitting in front of people whose faces you and I would see on the covers of newspapers and magazines, telling them on how they should be running their business basis, what I know of their business, of which I had no idea until three months back. And frankly, I was getting to learn so much at the expense of my clients. And I wasn't complaining. But there came this opportunity for me to become an entrepreneur. A batchmate of mine from ISB, he started a venture called secondshadi.com, which was India's first matrimonial website for remarriages. And I loved the idea when I first heard about it. I'd been working with him in a part-time capacity for about a year. And I just felt that it was time for me to take the plunge full-time. So I quit my cushy consulting job, took a 80% pay cut and joined secondshadi.com as a co-founder along with my friend Vivek, um, and we then started to build it all together. And that seemed like a crazy decision to everyone in my world, because like, why would you just do that? You are doing so well, you're earning so well, you have so much of respect and reputation attached to being a management consultant, and you get to hobnob with such fantastic people who are so out of reach for normal, middle-class individuals such as ourselves. Why would you give all of that away to join something called SecondShadi.com? Back in 2009, when entrepreneurship was nearly not as cool as it is today. But I knew that I could always go back to where I came from. I knew that I could always go back to consulting if I wanted to, if unfortunately things didn't work out for me as an entrepreneur. But the opportunity that I had in front of me of becoming one, of trying to build something from scratch and join forces with someone who was really good at what he did and and try and build something together with him. That was an opportunity of a lifetime, which I wasn't sure would come back if I said no to it at that point. And then things happened. And I then became the founding CEO of Groupon's India business. Did that for four years. And things were working really well. I was a top 50 executive at Groupon. I used to go to Chicago almost every quarter, was in the global leadership team. There was a lot of responsibility on me. I was looking not just at India, but other APAC countries as well. And I had that point of time decided along with my management team that we wanted to make Groupon India independent. And we wanted to have nothing to do with Groupon. We would raise our own money, build our own brand, build our own product, build our own technology, change the business model if we have to. But we will essentially drive the Groupon India mandate independently because the time and the energy that Groupon could devote to India was limited, understandably so. And we were sitting on the opportunity day in and day out. So we felt that we could do far more justice to that opportunity than someone sitting in the U.S. could do from a distance. And that was a crazy idea as well. Like, why would you give up such a plush job with stocks attached to it? It's cushy, it's respectable. You get to have such global exposure and become an entrepreneur. Again, start up and go through the entire grind and the entire journey and all the uncertainty that comes with it. Uh, Of course, go down considerably on your compensation, on your financial incentives and everything around that. But it felt like the right decision because... I was just so passionate about what we were doing at Groupon and I felt that we could do a far better job if we had nothing to do with Groupon's global business and could drive the India mandate independently. And then after running Nearby, which is what Groupon India became after the buyout, after running it for four years, getting it to a point where it was profitable, getting it to a point where we were generating money on a monthly basis, I decided to step down as the CEO of Nearby and decide what i wanted to do next and that sounded so crazy because that's this is exactly the point when founders want to stay and why would you with no pressure no one asking you to step down give the mandate to your other two founders and then figure what you have to do on your own and it's not that i had made any money i'd made no money i had virtually no money in the bank all my wealth was attached to nearby equity and yet i took that decision because i wanted to give myself that space to try And when you look at these five decisions, dropping out of my PhD, coming back to India, resigning from management consulting to to become an entrepreneur, leaving Groupon to become an entrepreneur again, stepping down as the CEO of nearby to figure out what I wanted to do next. The key thing that binds all of these together is not the fact that I knew I was making the right decision. I didn't know how it would pan out for me. And I'm just lucky that I'm sitting here in the month of August, 2021, telling you my story and you are actually listening to it because that means that things worked out for me. But things could very well have not worked out for me. And I don't know whether anyone, including myself, would be listening to my own story at that point. But that's not the point. The point is not that I knew that the decision I was making was the right one or not. The point is I wanted to give myself a shot at something that I wanted to do. I wanted to give myself the space to try something that scared me, that forced me to challenge myself, push me to my maximum limits, because that's when I know that I'm resisting the obvious. That's when I know that I'm sitting on this context, on this opportunity that most other people will perhaps also experience in their life, But I'm now taking a decision that will be contrary to what most people will take. I'm willing to take a risk, not knowing how it will work out for me, because I know that the worst that can happen to me is not all that bad, but the best that can happen that completely changed my life. And that's what happened. If I dropped out of my PhD and came back to India, what's the worst that will happen? I will find a job. I knew that I was smart enough to find something. I would not have to struggle for my existence. So it's not that I would die a poor person, but I'd at least be happy with the fact that I took a shot and I gave myself the space to try. When I resigned from consulting to become an entrepreneur, I knew that the worst case was that the startup would not work out and I may have to go back to a job. That's not such a bad thing, but the opportunity and the upside that I could create was massive, massive. And I wanted to experience that. Leaving Groupon to start nearby sounded like a crazy decision, but for me it wasn't because the downside was virtually nothing. I, if nearby did not work, would still have opportunities come my way. I could start up all over again. I could pick up another job. All of those things were there. I was confident I would not die a poor person. I was confident that I would not die an unhappy person. So all that I was doing was giving myself the space to try. And the big thing about all of these decisions, most of them rather, was that they happened in my 20s. They happened in my 20s because that I feel is the decade when you should give yourself the space to try. And unfortunately, most people in their teens, in their 20s are living the life which is exactly the opposite. They are not giving themselves, themselves the space to try. They're forcing themselves to settle. They're forcing themselves to constrain themselves. They're forcing themselves to box themselves. They're forcing themselves to put conditions, to put boundaries on how they operate in life. This is what I'm going to do and nothing else. This is who I'm going to be and nothing else. This is what I'm set out to do. This is the goal. This is the target and nothing else. And when you become so stiffed, when you become so one-sided and so blocked in your mind about what you want to do in this decade, you're essentially saying no to so many opportunities that will catch you by surprise if they work out. And even if they didn't, will bring you back to the same spot that you started with. And that's not such a bad thing. That's not such a bad thing, my friend, because we are always comparing ourselves to all others who we think have gone far ahead in life and while we are still there. But guess what? You lived life on your own terms, my friend. You did what you wanted to do as against that person who is a slave to their salary, to their job, to what the world expects from them. They never give themselves that space that you gave yourself to try. Give yourself the space to try. You'll be surprised at how the worst case in your head is not that bad at all and how the best case scenario, if it happens, can change your entire life. Stay safe. To be notified of upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe and follow the show on this app right now. Also, don't forget to rate and review the show because... That just feels nice. Thank you.